The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today's show is going to be special. We're talking about UFOs, what you need to know before E.T. knocks on your door. Now, if you think that's kind of preposterous... Uh, and indeed, it may well have sounded preposterous uh, a couple of years back, but as 2012 is approaching, and as all kinds of crazy preposterous things are happening all over the world already, that some are linking to 2012, despite other people trying to say that this is going to be a spiritually wonderful time, and hopefully that, those people are right, but um, uh, there are... All, you know, between Japan's earthquake and tsunami and the nuclear disaster and birds and animals falling from the sky and from their dens and from fish, you know, landing on top of the water and so on, this is a pretty preposterous time we're already living in. And so that makes some of these things, these kooks, you know, people who were considered kooks who talked about uh, UFOs, that makes those things sound a little less preposterous. I mean, you know, at this point, it's like almost anything um, is is true. And in fact, my guest, who has a lot of great credentials, I wouldn't call him a kook. (laughs) Um, In fact, he is a NASA, he has been a NASA aerospace engineer, and he is the author of a new book called The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, what you need to know, and as um, I like to say, better to know now than to wait until E.T. knocks on your door. So, uh, Tom, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much. I couldn't agree more. Uh, People need to uh, be much uh, more uh, open-minded about uh, the possibility of extraterrestrial intelligence coming to Earth. I mean, you know, it's a little overwhelming, actually, um, although it's less preposterous than it was before. I guess it's also a little more overwhelming. I mean, how many different things can we deal with? You know, there's the recession, there's terrorism, there's all these things happening in the world. It's like, you know, um, it's hard to sort of um, maintain one's equilibrium. And now now we're talking about extraterrestrials. <laughs> Well, actually, uh, Dr. Carroll, I believe that um, extraterrestrial beings have been coming to Earth for a very long time. I'm talking uh, not just hundreds of years, but maybe even thousands of years. Okay. Uh, We have to uh, keep an open mind about things that may sound preposterous. And the other uh, aspect of this is that uh, these aren't threatening. Uh, as opposed to uh, earthquakes and tsunamis and 
wars in the Middle East. Uh, this is a subject that's been around for a long time, and I believe it's going to be around for quite a long time in the future. Well, you know, I guess it's threatening in the sense that people don't understand it. It's like the unknown, you know. It's something that we haven't um, gotten used to handling. And also, because some of the, I mean, there's so much, you know, I, I want to ask you about today, but one of the things, of course, is the abductions. And people who have talked about alien abductions, um, you know, haven't really described it as a great experience. It's essentially something akin to rape, at least some of the explanations that I've heard people talk about. Well, that's true. Uh, some of the uh, abductees have had a, uh, they, re- they report or, or claim to have had very unpleasant experiences, uh, virtually uh, uh, being uh, totally controlled as far as their um, physical abilities are concerned, basically put into a, a, a motionless state and then uh, having uh, uh, some alien beings uh, inspect them and, and uh, perform various procedures on them. However, other um, abductees have uh, claimed to have uh, an opposite sort of experience. Maybe it's uh, uh, largely a part of uh, who's doing the abducting at the time and uh, they're and the abductee's attitude about uh, such things. Well, okay, let's go back a bit. You've been interested in extraterrestrials for as long as you can remember, I guess. What got you, uh, what first got you interested in this? Well, this is uh, back in the ni- early uh, 1950s. I was uh, a 10-year-old in, uh, I think it was 5th uh, or 6th grade, and I, uh, I read a book by um, George Adamski, and this was titled uh, Flying Saucers Have Landed. And when I saw the photographs in the book and I saw the drawings of these alien beings that were being uh, claimed to have come to Earth, I asked myself uh, at age 10, could this be possible? And it seemed to me that um, it, it could be possible. And then I I read another book very shortly after that by uh, uh, a Marine Corps uh, major by the name of Donald Kehoe. And uh, his book was called Flying Saucers from Outer Space. And he not only reported one landing and uh, one uh, sighting, but a number of different sightings and various descriptions of different craft and different um, beings that had been observed or at least reported. And then after reading that and seriously considering it, I realized that um, there was a high probability this was true. And I've been pursuing this subject (laughs) ever since then. Hmm. You know, it's so interesting how uh, books that we read as children, whether they're fictional or nonfiction, have such an influence on us, you know? Yes, very Uh, much. I remember being eight years old and uh, reading a book about the first woman physician and deciding that I wanted to be one, and then being a teenager and reading Freud's interpretation of dreams and and knowing that uh, I had found someone who had put what I, you know, uh, in more rudimentary form had been thinking about for years. Mm -hmm. So, yes. These things are so super important. So, okay, and then, in fact, your, your career, you know, followed that path, and you became a NASA aerospace engineer, took lots of years of study. And well, before that, though, when you were a kid, did, um, did, you, 
did you have to, um, did you get into arguments or fights with, with other kids who were saying that you were crazy, or did that come later? Uh, actually, it came later. <laughs> um, it's easy, if you fear something, it's easy to, um, to um, attempt to make the, another person uh, feel uncomfortable about what they said. You know, ri- ridicule is a very powerful uh, tool. And, of course, uh, it's easy to ridicule somebody if you want to uh, stop them from uh, discussing or talking about some subject, uh, particularly when it comes to beings from uh, beyond Earth. Uh, so uh, my, my sense is that, um, uh, in my case at least, uh, the, the, uh, let's say the ridicule came uh, much later on in, uh, in my life. Mm-hmm. So, okay, let's, so tell us about your path. What, what things you, you know, continued to discover and, and why you became more sure that these things are true? Uh, it's largely um, a series of uh, things that have happened, uh, events over uh, many years, in fact, uh, decades. Um, I, um, after having read about books uh, on UFOs and alien beings, um, later on in life after I um, graduated from college and uh, had joined the, the, <laughs> the, the uh, working community, um, I basically started going to uh, oh, UFO conventions and UFO congresses, listening to various points of view, um, I've also been uh, out and done a fair amount of field work um, out in the Antelope Valley in California and also in the, uh, uh, that part of uh, Nevada, which is typically referred to as Area 51. Uh, there were reports in the early 90s, for example, that uh, you could go out to uh, a certain place in Nevada at about... Uh, Oh, 8 o'clock at night on a, a Wednesday night, and you could see some very unusual objects uh, flying around or, and moving about. Um, I was also, uh, also went on a, a tour of the Antelope Valley uh, where uh, Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman and Boeing uh, have uh, a number of facilities. Um, in fact, uh, I even used to live out in the Antelope Valley. And this gave me an opportunity to uh, go on a number of um, field trips, let's say, at night and during the day to see what was actually going on. Um, you know, you uh, what I might bring up now is that um, there are, and I, I realize this may be quite a surprise to uh, your uh, audience, um, there are actually two different space programs. Um, both are conducted uh, by two different parts of the U.S. government. One is the uh, white space program, and the other is what I call the black space program. The white space program is the space program that everyone knows about and has read about, and they've seen various uh, videos and photographs of the space shuttle, the International Space Station, the uh, Mars rovers. These are the programs that are managed and supported by NASA, 
the National Aeronautics and, and Space Administration. But there's a second uh, space program, which I call the Black Space Program. And this is the space program that the U.S. government does not want you to know about. Uh, over the last six decades, the U.S. government, well, and specifically um, the Office of Naval Intelligence and the Defense Intelligence Agency, have uh, contracted with uh, three uh, major aerospace corporations in the Antelope Valley to develop an anti-gravity program. When I say anti-gravity, I'm basically talking about devices that can hover uh, using an entirely new technology that very few people are familiar with. Uh, and that's the uh, Black Space Program. Uh -huh. Now, what I'm trying to point out is that we now have the capability to go to the stars as part of uh, a number of uh, breakthroughs in uh, the black space program. And the white space program is, is for show. It's a, large, a very large uh, welfare program for engineers and scientists, people like myself. Now, this is uh, somewhat difficult to uh, accept, um, but I had the opportunity to um, listen to a uh, briefing by someone by the name of Ben Rich. Uh, this was back in 1993, and his, um, his uh, presentation um, was, had to do with the Lockheed Martin Corporation. And he was the former president of Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, also known as the Advanced uh, Development Division. And during this presentation, uh, he made it quite clear that uh, there were other technologies besides what you see or have seen in the white space program. Um, he... Uh, mentioned several times that um, uh, if you could imagine it, Lockheed Martin has done it. We're going to have to go back to it in a minute when we take, after we take a break. Okay. I'm imagining you. I'm hearing music. <laughs> we need to take a break. We're talking about UFOs, what you need to know before E.T. knocks on your door. With my guest, Tom Keller, the author of The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, so stay tuned. the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. 
Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Explore the power and beauty in yourself and in others. Tune in to The Stacy Stern Show, enriching you. Every week, Stacy Stern will connect you with men and women who are living and working from a place of passion. Stacy's guests include successful authors, filmmakers, actors, experts, and leaders. You'll hear what inspires each of them, and you'll be turned on to great films, books, and new media. Tune in to The Stacy Stern Show, enriching you, Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking about UFOs, what you need to know before E.T. knocks on your door. With my guest, not a crazy guy. <laughs> I don't know, Tom. <laughs> I don't think a crazy guy. He's a NASA aerospace engineer, and he has been studying UFOs his whole life and has some, uh, I mean, I'm not going to go into all of your credentials because it would take up the whole show, but let me, let me just say that they're all very impressive. And we're, we're looking at um, your uh, trip, your journey through this whole exploration of UFOs and things that that the government um, doesn't want people to know. Uh, and Tom has written a, a beautiful book, just a you know, really a beautiful book called The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs: What You Need to Know. And before the break, we were talking about Ben Rich, right? Who um, was the head of Lockheed, right? He was the uh, president of Lockheed Martin Skunk Works, which is located out in uh, Palmdale, California. Yes. And in 1993, he uh, uh, gave a lecture to a very limited number of people. And uh, during his talk, uh, which had the announced purpose was to uh, give everyone uh, the history of uh, Lockheed Martin going back uh, to uh, the time of World War II. But he said a number of things that were totally unexpected. Uh, and by the way, I might add that uh, he uh, passed away about a year and a half after he gave this lecture. Now, he made uh, several things quite clear. 
Uh, first of all, he asked, well, how are we going to get to the stars? And he answered, then answered his own question. He said, we're not going to get to the stars by using rockets and chemical propellants. We have to come up with a new technology. And then he said, if you can imagine it, Lockheed Martin has done it. And he repeated that two times more. Um, and then he went on to uh, talk about the fact that Lockheed Martin employs um, theoretical uh, physicists, uh, cosmologists, if you like, and he said that uh, we have found um, errors in the equations. That's almost a direct quote. Um, and then he went on to, uh, to uh, give the rest of his presentation, and at the end of the presentation, final slide, he showed uh, an image of a flying disc, a flying saucer. Now, personally, I believe that uh, he didn't want to go to Fort Leavenworth, but at the same time, he, he knew that he had cancer, and he knew that his life uh, expectancy was rather short. And that was the sum and substance of what he said. Now, well, okay, so this is what's been called his deathbed confession. That's what I would, it wasn't literally on a deathbed, but it was pretty close to it. And it was obvious what he was that trying to do was to tell people, like, he, in other words, what you're saying is he didn't want to, that if, the, if he had told secrets that, that, he wasn't, that the government didn't want him to tell, he would have been put in Leavenworth. That's but correct. Since he, since he didn't have much time to live anyway, he wanted people, he wanted to get this information out. And the information was what? That his program had made these flying saucers or that there were these flying saucers out there from, um, uh, that aliens were, were driving or what? Okay. Uh, his, his basic statement was at Lockheed Martin, and keep in mind this was 18 years ago, he said, at Lockheed Martin, we now have the technology to go to the stars. Now, uh, that meant to me that they had a physical uh, device that they had constructed, or maybe more, to, more than one device, that could actually uh, travel to the stars. And uh, yes. since it, this was um, 18 years ago, if you use your imagination, what do you think we might have used, uh, how we might have used that tool, that device, that flying disc in the meantime? My belief is that uh, we have used this technology to go to the moon and to Mars and maybe even to the stars at this point. But there now, are some people who have done that. Yes. In these programs. Well, okay. I'm saying, I, now, I'm how is that? But that's different from... Um, such objects that are that are um, being used by, for lack of a better word, um, aliens. Uh huh. Okay. Are you are you saying that sort of there's another superhighway out there with these kinds of objects being driven by uh, you know some people in these special projects and other people who are aliens? That's that's correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. Hmm. Um, I'm um, a, I'm. The point being is that um, we, we now have the capability to go to the stars and any other civilization in, uh, from some other um, star system um, could have easily, um, let's say, been created 
and become a mature, uh, intelligent, technologically advanced civilization before we did here on Earth. Even if they were, let's say, 500,000 years earlier, they certainly could have had then uh, the same level of technology that we had 18 uh-huh. years ago. Yes, yes. Okay. So the, the subject of extraterrestrial um, uh, spacecraft um, is, uh, in my opinion, also true. In other words, there are other uh, uh, extraterrestrial beings uh, who have come here from beyond Earth, from other solar systems, and maybe even other galaxies, uh, to explore Earth and do whatever their follow-on with whatever agendas they might have. So are you saying, well, where are these people? I mean, are you saying that they are uh, invisible or that they are like us and we just don't know which ones? It's, it's, like, the, it's like the invasion of the body snatchers. That's right. Oh, that's a very good uh, uh, comparison. Um, I'm saying all of the above. Uh, there is basically more than one uh, intelligent being uh, that's coming here. And they're coming from different parts of, the, of our galaxy, and as I say, maybe other galaxies as well. Uh, they come in various forms, uh, various Okay, heights. how do you know? The court, I'm sure my listeners are wondering, well, how do you know this? How do I know this? Well... I mean, I'm wondering that too. How do you know this? Okay. Uh, first of all, the, the Roswell incident uh, actually took place. Um, it was a, uh, a crashed uh, vehicle or craft. In fact, it might have been two of those uh, vehicles that crashed together. Uh, in any event, um, this vehicle was uh, uh, retrieved, uh, and uh, there were uh, some uh, living beings that were uh, also retrieved as well as dead bodies. And these were uh, the bodies and the craft were taken to um, uh, several different uh, national uh, research facilities, and it, they've been studied ever since. This is essentially what uh, my point is. Uh-huh. Now, um, you may wonder, well, just how many are there? You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know, uh, but there, there are quite a few. And they come, uh, uh, some are, are humanoids, some look like, just like... Um, human beings, uh, and others uh, are of uh, non-human um, heritage. There, for example, there are some uh, that are based upon uh, the reptilian uh, kingdom. Hmm. I uh, realize that this is uh, all uh, difficult to believe, but uh, we've had, there, there have been so many observations and reports of... Um, of UFOs, uh, extraterrestrial craft, um, alien beings, that it's, uh, it's, for me, it's very difficult to um, ignore that. Um, if you had a, um, uh, someone was being uh, uh, tried for murder, let's say, all of these witnesses coming forward with photographs and videos and their own experiences mm-hmm. would certainly convict that person. And we've seen 
so many of these reports coming in for so many years. Um, UFOs are not new. Um, they've been reported uh, basically for thousands of years when you think about it. Well, you know, it's true that whenever, um, I mean, there are n- numerous sightings of things and even photographs, as you say, especially now, you know, so with cell phones and all that and video cameras being so widespread, um, people are able to take pictures of these things. Um, and yet, you know, as soon as you hear it crop up, um, there's some government explanation that it was, you know, that, that it was a combination of uh, lightning, or you know, there's some yeah. some weird explanation, and then right. and then it dies down. Yes, these are uh, typically, well, in many cases, uh, professional uh, government-paid debunkers. Um, Doctor um, Alan Hynek was specifically uh, paid by the U.S. Air Force to explain away. Uh, UFO sightings. Uh, he's the one who, back in the 50s, or maybe it was the 60s, I should say, uh, came up with an explanation of swamp gas as one of the reasons why UFOs were being seen. Uh, other explanations have been uh, hallucinations, uh, misidentifications of planets, uh, comets, um, and then uh, some of the explanations have simply been hoaxes. And, of course, there have been hoaxes. There's no doubt about that. And uh, there have been misidentifications. In fact, uh, probably over 95% of the UFO sightings uh, are, are not real solid objects. But the ones that are interesting to me are those that fall into the, the smaller category, the less than 5% because these are real solid objects and they are traveling here through our dimension and possibly through other dimensions in order to get here. My oh. guest is Tom Keller. His book is The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. We're, we're scratching the surface and it's already, um, you know, it's, it's mind-blowing. We'll be back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787, Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style, every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? 
Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about UFOs, what you need to know before E.T. knocks on your door. With my guest, Tom Keller, who has uh, an incredible pedigree, um, including being a NASA aerospace engineer and being the author of The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. Um, I, I want to ask you, I, I know we're just giving highlights, of course, of your book and this subject and all that. And, and this book, I was saying during the break how beautiful it is. It's like... Uh, you know, it just makes it all, it just lays it out there with these beautiful pictures and, and just puts it in a way that makes it so easy to understand and, and be interested in. Um, thank, you. thank you very much. I, I appreciate that uh, comment. It's, uh, it's really, it, this is a book that was written for, for the general public who would like to know more about UFOs. And we start with the Roswell um, crash retrieval. Um, I call it that because the, the, there was a, an extraterrestrial craft that crashed, and then it was retrieved by uh, the U.S. Army. Um, everyone has heard about Roswell, and even if they think it was uh, simply a weather balloon, uh, they can read through this story, and they can, um, they can understand the testimonies that uh, have been provided within the first chapter as to the reality of the event and why it was uh, uh, then debunked immediately uh, be- in order to get the story to go away. Yes, yeah, so um, this was in 1947. That's correct. Quite a while ago. And uh, yes. the, the book continues be- uh, from Roswell, and it continues right on through to the day after tomorrow. Um, <laughs> we have ten military whistleblowers who have given their testimonies about uh, first-hand experiences with um, uh, extraterrestrial craft and beings from beyond Earth. And that's quite a statement to make, but we have, like I say, 10 military whistleblowers who have been involved in various uh, programs uh, that have had first-hand experience. For example, um, do you know who Gordon Cooper is or was? No. No. He was uh, one of our, uh, our greatest test pilots. He flew F-86s uh, over uh, Central Europe in the early uh, 50s, and he was also uh, one of the Mercury 7 astronauts. 
And in one of my chapters, um, I take words directly out of his own book where he describes a personal experience, uh, personal experiences of his own in Germany when he was flying F-86 fighter jets and he was told to scramble his jets and chase UFOs that are coming from out of East Germany into West Germany. And he explains that he was unable to catch them uh, because they're much faster than his jet fighter would go. They could attain much higher altitudes, and also they could stop literally on a dime. And obviously F-86s and any other aircraft that was made on Earth at that time couldn't perform that way. And he also talks about, this is Gordon Cooper again, he also talks about um, an incident that took place when he was managing a film crew out at Edwards Air Force Base in California. And his film crew um, uh, photographed in both still photography uh, and in uh, motion picture film a flying disc that landed out on the um, Edwards uh, Dry Lake and then took off again. And as soon as he reported that to Washington, uh, they, he was required to uh, ship it off uh, using the uh, base commander's plane to Washington, D.C., and he never heard of it again. Um, these are just some of the um, testimonies that are included in this book to make it clear that, um, that we're not just talking about um, some civilian that sees uh, a flashing light up in the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, these are people who actually had first-hand experiences with these devices and these beings. Well, you know, in a way, it's like the worst-kept secret, and yet at the same time, we don't really um, talk about this, or, or, you know, it's not part of the popular culture for the majority of people. You know, yes, there are UFO conventions and so on, and yes, there's your book and there are, you know, but... But, I mean, it's not like, um, you know, people aren't talking about this topic like they might talk about a global warming or terrorism or something. Mm -hmm. Why do you think, and yet, you know, it's sort of, it's very paradoxical because on the one hand, you know, people get sent off to Leavenworth or, you know, the whole thing get, gets hushed up and there are these debunkers. And yet, on the other hand, there are enough people who have come forward and said something. And so... Um, I mean, do you think it's just a matter of people being afraid to believe in this, these things being true and so going into denial, like sort of not wanting to, I mean, what can we do about it? What can the average person do about it anyway? Well, the average person can open uh, his or her mind and uh, consider the possibility and read books such as mine. Okay. Um, the thing is that uh, there have been decades of uh, government denial here in the United States, and they've been very successful in uh, debunking and misinforming and disinforming the public. But um, personally, I believe our consciousness is being raised. Um, you know, um, you might remember, there's a, I have a chapter called The Hollywood Connection, and basically mm -hmm. we review... Uh, in one chapter about, oh, a dozen uh, science fiction films uh, since the 50s. And the purpose of that is uh, 
is first of all to to examine the agendas of the alien beings within each of those films, but then also to emphasize that the number of science fiction movies are not declining. In fact, they're increasing. Um, some people believe, including myself, that there are, are some people in Hollywood, producers in Hollywood, that have had uh, sort of, let's say, inside information about this, mm. about the truth of it. And my belief is that the government is gradually trying to get this word mm. out, very mm. gradually. Um, mm. Probably we're not ready for it yet, but someday we will be. Uh, I just hope that um, the government has planned this out well enough so that um, the reality of this doesn't simply come out by accident. Uh-huh. And I think that's something to be avoided. Well, um, what about some of the things that are going on in the world now? Like, let's say, um, you know, the dead fish that are washing up on the shore or the birds, you know, these, these thousands or, you know, countless birds that fell from the sky dead and so on. These, are, these kinds of incidents are happening all over the world um, recently, since, yes. since around January 1st, since the new year, which makes it all very eerie. Do you think there is any connection between that and UFOs or extraterrestrials? Well, here's, um, here's what I would like to suggest. Um, many of the things that you've just described have to do with... Uh, human beings' pollution of the earth. Um, in 19, uh, in uh, 2010, we had the, uh, the Gulf oil spill, for example. And that was because uh, we're still using petrochemical uh, products and gasolines and diesels and aviation fuels. We had this uh, event in uh, Japan recently where uh, these uh, six reactors have been... Um, uh, well, uh, minimized, and um, the the you know it's releasing um, uh, toxins and uh, radioactive gases and what have you, and uh, radioactive water into the environment. Yeah. Um, that's another case of where we're trying to use uh, nuclear energy to create. Um, uh, electrical energy for, uh, well, certainly in Japan, but elsewhere as well. Uh, what I'm suggesting is that at this stage, the U.S. government, uh, and I'm not talking about all departments of it, but in specifically some departments, such as the um, Office of Naval Intelligence and the Defense Intelligence Agency, has the technology, they have the secrets of these devices not only the ones that have been manufactured by Lockheed Martin and Boeing and Northrop Grumman, but also from these uh, alien craft that have crashed. And there have been a number of crashes, by the way. It's not just uh, Roswell. Now, what we need to do in order to solve the world's energy crisis, and that's what we're really talking about, uh, we need to release this technology that they now have to the world. Yes. And what I'm, what I'm really saying is that we need to stop polluting the planet. We need to be able to create electrical energy uh, in a basically no-cost or, lo or low-cost pollution-free way. 
and it can be done by releasing the technology that is uh, held secret and has been held secret for decades. Yes, so why, why do you think they haven't done that yet? Well, the trouble is, uh, it's if you release some information, you can't, ju- you, ha- you can't just release a little bit of it. You have to release a lot of it. And there are, there's certain information that they don't want to have released at this time. Um, you also have certain um, uh, corporations whose main interest is to uh, supply uh, petroleum and uh, gas um, yes. and uh, nuclear energy uh, and coal uh, for our energy requirements. But yes. what, what really needs to be done is to use this hidden technology, the technology that's been kept secret for so long, and release that so we can stop using petroleum products for aviation fuels, for gasoline, for diesel, uh, and uh, stop using nuclear energy. Yes. Does that make sense? And uh, I think the extraterrestrials have to uh, take us, rescue us before we run out of these things. Before we've totally polluted the Earth. I mean, we're going to need to go to the stars or other planets in any day now because of how we, how much we've been polluting, well, and because of um, because of our reliance on these dwindling supplies like oil. Well, we need to talk about dwindling supplies. <laughs> our time is up for this. Segment. We need to take another break. My guest is Tom Keller. His book is The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. We'll be back talking more about what you need to know um, on Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. So stay tuned. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. Yeah! If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy are every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you about UFOs, what you need to know before E.T. knocks on your door. And my guest, after we've been listening to him, Tom Keller, um, E.T. looks seeming closer than I thought before we started the show. Um, would would that the that the extraterrestrials be as sweet and uh, and unassuming and and uh, adorable as E.T. He's the author of the Total Novice's Guide to UFOs: What You Need to Know, and a NASA aerospace engineer. So, um, Tom, you were mentioning about movies. Um, you know, that you talk about in your book and so on. Give us an example of one of them where um, you think that they are trying to hint to us that um, that something like this does exist. Um, I would say uh, we can go back to the um, uh, 1950s. Um, there was a film called The Day the Earth Stood Still. Uh, many people um, consider it to be a classic uh, it was played by um, oh, Michael Rennie, was a uh, extraterrestrial being who came to Earth. And his purpose, his agenda, in fact, the agenda of the people that sent him, was to uh, basically warn the Earth about uh, nuclear explosions. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, recognized that we were polluting the Earth and were setting off uh, um, atomic and hydrogen bombs and they recognized that that needed to be stopped. And so the warning was uh, stop blowing up uh, all of these bombs or else we're going to have to terminate the Earth. Mm. Uh, that was essentially the, the message. Um, another one, well, of course, was the one that you just mentioned, was uh, Steven Spielberg's E.T. Uh, in that particular case, he was simply an uh, 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 intelligent being that... Uh, that uh, came to Earth uh, because his um, um, craft was uh, was damaged, and he was just trying to get back home. Um, one that was a little bit more serious was uh, Steven Spielberg's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and basically uh, the agenda there was that uh, the U.S. government and these extraterrestrial beings uh, had established a treaty. And they came to Earth uh, to essentially exchange uh, ambassadors and uh, and uh, human being um, um, uh, human beings to go back uh, to the uh, original planet. Um, but these uh, agendas were all different, and I would suggest to you um, that since there are many different types of beings. There's no reason that we should assume that they're all like ETs. On the other hand, it doesn't mean that they're, that, uh, they're all here to uh, destroy the Earth. Uh, if you go down to 42nd Street uh, in New York City, uh, Times Square, and uh, you pick 100 people, uh, you're going to find all kinds of different people in that, that sample of 100 uh, some will be very benevolent, some will be very helpful to you, some even might loan you money. Um, others uh, would be indifferent to you. 
and still others would pick your pocket, or worse. And so I'm suggesting that these beings from beyond Earth uh, have different agendas and different purposes of being here, and they have different attitudes towards uh, human beings. I think that's hmm. logical. Hmm. That's sort of a, a sense that I get uh, from not only uh, watching films, but uh, um, after reading and, and experiencing some of the things that, uh, that I have. Well, yes. Tell us about your most uh, chilling um, or poignant experience. Well, I'll tell you. Um, there's a place in um, Nevada uh, called Area 51, and I remember a time uh, back in the early 90s that a friend of mine and I uh, happened to be out there on a Wednesday night, very purposely. Uh, we had a camper, and we were out there all night long. And at 6 o'clock in the morning, the sun was up, and all of a sudden, there was an object that appeared uh, in the direction of Las Vegas uh, at about a 40-degree angle, and it was, looked like uh, magnesium uh, burning. And this device took a sawtooth flight path down behind a mountain, uh, which is called the Papoose Mountain. And this is where a secret facility is uh, said to be located that where they store uh, extraterrestrial craft. Six minutes later, the same thing happened. A second one came up. It took the same jagged flight path down behind the mountain, and five minutes later, a third one came. So, you know, uh, that's enough uh, for me to believe that, um, that these devices are real and uh, people need to know about it. I'd like to take a moment, if I may, just to uh, uh, give you my uh, uh, website. It's sure. um, thetotalnovicesguide.com. And the book is called The Total Novices Guide to UFOs. And that's the total novicesguide.com um, without an apostrophe S after novices? That's right. Okay, so the, the total novicesguide.com. Right. And yes, um, it's a great website. You have a lot of information on there. It's very intriguing. It certainly makes one want to learn more by reading the book. Um, you know, but so what? Just to sum up, <laughs> to sum up all these, <laughs> your, your life's work, um, you know, I was saying before, like, what can we do about it? I mean, yes, of course, to sort of keep, to open our minds more so that we're not uh, totally shocked by by discovering some of these things. But, um, but I mean, it is still very different, since you don't know which ones are benign and or what, they're, what even form they could be looking at or what their agendas are and so on, it is very... Um, you know, it, it can't help but be somewhat frightening um, because at least with people, like you gave the example of, of Times Square, but you, you can kind of look at the people and, and have some idea of who's going to be the pickpocket and who's going to lend you the money. Well, that may be. Um, I mean, that's I, I, looking, but like some kind of interaction. But, but I think the problem or the reason why, why extraterrestrials are so scary is because we don't know how to read them. Uh, we don't, but uh, some people um, within the government uh, have a great deal more um, uh, interaction with them than we do. Um, mm. There are, uh, 
Well, one thing you, you have to keep in mind is that if they are, have the technology and the knowledge to come here from some distant uh, location, uh, they have learned to live among themselves and probably others. And generally speaking, it's uh, accepted that some of these beings work with other beings um, of different origins. Mm -hmm. um, we're the ones who are um, the backward ones, if you will. Mm -hmm. I do mm -hmm. have a chapter in, uh, in my book about uh, a number of different um, uh, beings that have been reported. Uh, they're fully illustrated, uh, as well as uh, the different uh, types of craft that uh, have been reported as well. Well, yes, and of course, knowledge is the first step to uh, to being less frightened and more able to uh, to make use <laughs> or to to be friendly or find the friendly extraterrestrials <laughs> to to uh, mingle with. For starters, Tom, it's really fascinating, and I'd like to have an ET on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doctor Carroll, thank you very much. I very much appreciate the invitation. You're welcome. Again, um, my guest is Tom Keller. He is the author of The Total Novice's Guide to UFOs, What You Need to Know. And um, check out his website. Check out the book. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous book. Um, beautiful pictures. And, and, and really, it is better to know all these things before E.T. knocks on your door. So thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host. Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.